Updates to COVID-19 Guidance, a conversation with Jennifer Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who is interested to attend. Today, we will be discussing updated COVID-19 guidance that relates to nursing homes. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communication specialist with Quality Insights, and now I would like to introduce our guest today, Jennifer Brown. Jennifer is a quality improvement and infection preventionist at Quality Insights. She is a registered nurse with over 10 years of experience in a variety of healthcare settings, most recently as Director of Staff Development and Infection Prevention in Long-Term Care. She has also led several quality improvement and infection control initiatives in acute and ambulatory settings. So Jennifer, welcome back and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. My name is Jennifer Brown. Today we will go over some uh, updated guidance from the CDC and also from uh, CMS regarding COVID-19 updates. So there have been some updated guidance um, surrounding source control for visitors and staff, vaccination status, uh, which is no longer used to determine source control, screening, testing, or post-exposure recommendations. Um, also, routine testing of asymptomatic staff is no longer recommended. Quarantine and work restrictions for exposures are generally no longer recommended. And there's been updated testing recommendations for asymptomatic patients and residents and healthcare personnel. Also, updated testing, testing recommendations for those who have recovered from COVID-19. So there are some guidance that will stay the same. Uh, the timeframe for isolation for both residents and healthcare personnel will continue to be the same. Um, symptomatic individuals will still need to be tested, and also the use of PPE for suspected or confirmed COVID-19 is still recommended. The Pennsylvania Health Alert Network uh, guidance has also been updated to reflect these changes. So the PA Han 621 has been replaced with PA Han 661, which covers work restrictions for healthcare personnel with exposure to COVID-19. Uh, PA Han 622 has been replaced with PA Han 662, which covers return to work for healthcare personnel with confirmed or suspected COVID-19. And PA Han 624, 626, and 627 have been replaced with PA Han 663, which covers infection prevention and control recommendations for healthcare settings during the COVID-19 pandemic. There's no longer a separate HAN for nursing home recommendations. Nursing home recommendations have been added to the HAN for healthcare settings, and there's a section addressing nursing home under that um, HAN. So the first major change that we'll discuss today is regarding source control and universal PPE. Source control recommendations are based on community transmission, not community levels. Vaccination status no longer used to determine if source control is to be used. And in areas where community transmission is high, everyone in the facility 
uh, should wear source control, such as face mask or a respirator and to cover their mouth and nose. In areas where community transmission is not high, healthcare providers should choose can choose not to wear source control in non-resident care areas unless there's an outbreak, in which case um, source control is required. Source control is still recommended for individuals who have suspected or confirmed COVID-19 infection, or if they have had an exposure to someone with COVID-19. Facilities located in counties with community transmission with high community transmission should also consider having healthcare providers use universal PPE for all aerosol generating procedures, all surgical, surgical procedures that might pose a higher risk for transmission if the patient has uh, a COVID infection and in specific units or area of the facility at higher risk for COVID transmission. Universal PPE includes N95 respirator and eye protection, such as goggles or face shield that covers the sides of the face and the front of the face, uh, which should be worn during all patient care encounters. The next change, major change in guidance uh, surrounds screening testing, which is no longer recommended for nursing home uh, healthcare personnel if they are asymptomatic and not had a recognized exposure. There have been some changes in recommendation for exposures to COVID-19. And under the new guidance, asymptomatic healthcare personnel do not require work restriction after a higher risk exposure, regardless of their vaccination status. For the CDC, a high-risk exposure is any prolonged close contact with a resident, visitor, or another healthcare provider with a confirmed COVID infection where the healthcare provider was not using a respirator, was not wearing eye protection, or was not wearing all recommended PPE while in the room for aerosol-generating procedure. Asymptomatic individuals, regardless of their vaccination status, should be tested following exposure. The first test should take place on day one after exposure. So this test should take place immediately, but not less than 24 hours from the exposure. The exposure date is considered day zero. If the test is negative on day one, they should test again in 48 hours, which would be day three post-exposure. And a, if the second test is negative, then they should test again in 48 hours, which would be day five post-exposure. Testing is not recommended for asymptomatic individuals who have recovered in the past 30 days, which it was previously recommended as 90, but it's been shortened to 30. Um, if the individual develops any symptoms at any point, even within that 30 days post-infection, they should be tested. Um, an antigen test is recommended for individuals who have recovered from COVID-19 in the past 90 days. Quarantine is no longer routinely recommended if the individual is asymptomatic, regardless of their vaccination status. Any individual who has had an exposure should monitor for symptoms. They should be tested on days one, three, and five and use source control for the 10 days following their exposure. 
in the event your facility receives a new admission, uh, new testing recommendations to apply. So if the county transmission is high, test new admissions with the series of three tests, first being on admission, then again on day three and day five, and residents should be advised to wear source control for 10 days. If the community transmission is not high, new admissions should be tested at the discretion of their facility per CDC guidance. They should be advised to wear source control for their 10 days after admission as well. Any residents who have been out of the facility for longer than 24 hours should be managed as a new admission. The quarantine and testing is not recommended for residents if they have less, left the facility for less than 24 hours for doctor's appointments, outings, et cetera. Empiric use of transmission-based precautions may, uh, following a close contact with COVID-19 may be considered if the resident is unable to be tested or wear source control as recommended for the 10 days following their exposure. The resident is moderately or severely immunocompromised or if the resident is residing on a unit with others who are moderately or severely immunocompromised, or if the resident is residing on a unit experiencing ongoing COVID transmission that is not controlled with initial interventions. If testing does identify a newly confirmed case of COVID-19 in residents or staff, it is recommended to use contact tracing to identify any potentially exposed contacts uh, those individuals should be tested with three viral tests and um, they should maintain source control for any exposed individuals. If all potential contacts are unable to be identified or managed with contact tracing, or if the contract tracing fails to halt transmission, then a broad-based approach should be used. With the broad-based approach, all residents and staff may be tested um, in the affected area, such as you know, a group level, such as a unit, floor, building, or it could be facility-wide. In the event that you find evidence of ongoing transit transmission, the facility should consider implementing quarantine and work restrictions, um, switch from that contact tracing to the broad beach approach and also continue testing residents and staff every three to seven days until new new cases are identified for 14 days. Uh, return to work criteria for healthcare professionals with confirmed COVID-19. Healthcare professionals with mild to moderate infection who are not moderately to severely immunocompromised can return to work if at least seven days have passed since their symptoms started and the healthcare professional uh, has a negative antigen test within 48 hours of returning to work. They can return to work after 10 days if they are not being tested. If the um, healthcare professional um, has severe critical COVID-19 illness, they can return to work if at least 10 days have passed and up to 20 days uh, since their symptoms appeared. 
and they have been fever free for at least 24 hours uh, without the use of any fever reducing medications. And then their symptoms such as cough or shortness of breath have improved. Healthcare personnel who have or um, moderately to severely immunocompromised um, should use the test day strategy and consult with infectious disease and their occupational health professional to determine when it is best for them to return to work. Uh, there are some updated visitation recommendations that state that facilities should provide guidance, such as posted signs at entrances for visitors who have confirmed COVID-19 symptoms of COVID-19 or have had a high-risk exposure to someone with confirmed COVID-19 to defer any non-urgent in-person visitation until they meet criteria um, or to end their isolation. Also, for visitors who've had close contact with someone with COVID-19, it is safest to deter to defer non-urgent uh, in-person visitation until 10 days after their close contact if they meet criteria described in CDC healthcare guidance. So uh, also in areas where community transmission is high, everyone should wear masks within the facility. Um, in areas where the transmission rate is not high, uh, facilities can choose to not require visitors to wear mass unless there's an outbreak. And with all these recommendations, your policies should reflect that. Jennifer, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. If you want to contact Jennifer directly, you can reach her at 1-800-642-8686 and enter extension 9864. You can also email her at jbrown at qualityinsights.org. You can check out our other interviews by visiting qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.